<laughs> What's good, y'all? Episode two, we're back. It's been a little minute, fellas, since we've had the opportunity to be together. For the listeners, though, uh, it won't feel like it's long, but what's good, y'all? Hey. What's, what's good? Back? We're no? back. Corey, you over there? I see you. Yeah. I, I see you, too. Okay. What's up, bro? Here we go. <laughs> we all got scullies on. It's cold yeah, as shit outside. It's officially, it's officially winter. If you guys haven't noticed, you looked outside. Uh, for any of our listeners, because we are global, so, you know, everybody in the islands right now who's listening to us, um, you know, on the <laughs> East Coast, it is a little cold, but um, we plan on uh, hooking up with our sponsors in uh, Santa Domingo, and, you know, we're going to make it out <laughs> to the islands soon, so we'll see y'all. We're going on a tour. Real, real worldwide. Soon. Yeah, worldwide. Worldwide. Prestige. Second. Worldwide. Yeah, prestige. Wide, 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 wide. <laughs> I'll be seeing my cousins in Jamaica soon. Booyaka, <laughs> booyaka. All right, so this is the podcast that still has no name, um, but by the time we get to episode three, listeners, by the time you hear episode three, we will have feedback from episode one. We asked y'all to vote. Um, I do just have to throw it out there. One of the names actually that I came up with, I have to withdraw immediately. I'm just DQing it on. I realized after the fact that there's actually another podcast out there with the same name. So we're not, we're not going to do that. So the ignorant father figures join is off the table. Oh, we have corny. tentative names though, that we came up with that you all have voted on. Thank you in advance for the votes that you have casted. Um, but it's been a little minute y'all. Like it's been a minute since we recorded episode one and episode two. Um, we had the holidays, we had Christmas, we had New Year's. I wanted to really just oh, pause. <laughs> yeah, I wanted way. to really just go around the horn because we haven't had the opportunity to link since the last time we recorded the John. And we were supposed to have a bunch of events that we were supposed to come together for. But mm-hmm. Peso, you said it, uh, my man, with his icebox, where his heart yeah. used to be. Just <laughs> Yeah, Omarion got, got real dirty this uh, Christmas season or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, you know. Omarion was doing his little icebox challenge, unfortunately. So we back though. It's yeah, cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. So nah, for real though. I really wanted to like let's take a minute. How y'all been? I shit. I guess I'll kick it off. Um uh, I I succumb. I was caught up in the icebox. Mm-hmm. My man Omarion had me and the whole family yeah. um trapped, yeah. I guess, to the side, down for the count. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh that we'll we'll be two for two on the uh podcast here uh so uh hopefully cj you don't have to uh, go three for three but yeah marion marion did a, a nice little uh uh what not not stomp the yard what's the other one uh what's what's the movie they was in oh together? he's talking about you got um, served you, you got, got served yeah he yeah, was dancing yeah, out in the rain yeah, that's how he yeah. got sick yeah yeah he was dancing in the rain it got sick yes yeah <laughs> so you know other than that you know life is good life is great it's a new year new us all that fun good stuff so you know, we back. CJ, how are you? I'm chilling, man. I feel like uh, COVID is just screwing us. I mean, even with the uh, you got served restaurants, I feel like COVID was like Sunny. Like Sunny sold us out, oh, yo. poor Sunny. Sunny sold us out. Like COVID, oh. go the fuck away. <laughs> poor Sunny. <laughs> but yeah. what it meant, right, like for those of us that uh, got caught up with the Rona in the crib, what it meant for me was I literally just came off of like a, what felt like a 24 year bid with my youngin. Mm, mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. we had the Christmas break, right? Daycares and all that. They'd be closed for a week. Cool. But then we got noticed, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know when at this point, again, it feels like it's been 25 years, but like the daycare was like, oh yeah, we had this happen. We had this happen. So we're not going to be opening back up 
um, like we should have right after the New Year's. So you're going to have to be home with your, with your kid for two weeks. I did the math today. Today was my man's first day back. I did the math. I spent 17 days straight with, with, with Jace, Ooh. man. Ooh. I'm locked up. They won't, won't let, let me out. Yeah. So like the joy that I felt in my spirit last night, mm. putting him to bed. And then this morning as he rose, like getting his stuff together to kick him out the door. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just, maybe like we're going to get into like a wellness check or something like on, at the beginning of the episode, just to see how life has been. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could definitely appreciate that. I didn't, I had, I didn't have to do a two week bid like you. Uh, actually, it was like a week and a half that I had to do that nice little bid. Um, and I would definitely say uh, it, I came out on the other side stronger, <laughs> a better man. Um, you know, I feel rehabilitated. I see what the system has done for me. But with that being said, I never I'm one and done. I don't need this ever to happen again. If they come out with a new variant, me and my family, we gonna be quadruple masked up because ain't ain't getting locked down no more in my residence. Listen, mm. I I have four weeks with Xander. Oh, Ooh. four. Ooh. He got his school got shut down because somebody was exposed. I believe it was two weeks before Christmas. So we had the, those two weeks, the week of Christmas, and then the week after New Year's. So he just went back to school. I believe today. Mm. So that's four weeks with a toddler, a newborn, and my two oldest kids. Not fun. Nah. I I would just like to uh, take a quick moment, and this is going to kick us to our first sponsor. And the first sponsor for tonight's podcast is Drugs. Shout out to Drugs. (laughs) And alcohol. (laughs) That's actually a very factual uh, statement that you're making there. Um, And, you know, not to even put it in a negative light. You know, we all can have our different vices in life, you know. So maybe it's not drugs per se. Maybe it's the gym. Maybe it's your (laughs) PS5. I'm trying to to put a great spin on it. You're doing a really nice job. Just because further down the line when we get, like, real, real sponsors and they go to our episode two and they say... Well, we only made it six minutes in, and they already started talking about, <laughs> about drugs. the dad sponsored by drugs. I would oh. like to state, though, for the record, mm-hmm. because uh, you know I have not gonna. Um, I don't think they're ready to go public with their their company name yet. But when I said our sponsor is drugs, is medicinal marijuana, because it's we legal at this yeah, point, yeah. you know, in the state Pretty of Pennsylvania. Much. And yeah, to yeah. those listeners that are out there in non legalized states. Um, right. I don't know how you do it. And yeah, I don't, I would never understand. Reach out I mean, to us and I will mail you some yeah, kind of but drug. But look at it this way. We don't, we don't even need to call it drugs. We can say it's our meds. Yeah. yeah. Ah, that's a better terminology. Yeah. Good job, Corey. Just saying, my meds. See, that's, that's what happens when you're a chief resident. Like, <laughs> you got all the right terminology ready. But for real, uh, on a positive note, you know, I, I guess a highlight from our, from the time that I did my bid with Jace, uh, my man went back to school. I said earlier, he went back to school today and we sent him to school today in underwear for the first time. And we got mm. positive reports. My man came back. He didn't pee on himself. He ain't wow. crap himself. Went to sleep during nap time. First of all, I don't, God bless the daycare because when he's at home, my man is to hell with a nap. So the fact that mm. they get him to take a nap is, I take my head off to them. But my man went to sleep, woke up, dry, 
Shout out to you, son, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't know why the hell you would be listening to this podcast because you're three. But shout out to you, my guy. Any wow. other, how was y'all time with y'all, y'all kids? Xander, you don't get a shout out because you're still <laughs> shitting and pissing on yourself. Yeah. I love you, son, but. Nah. Yeah, I'm um we we haven't we haven't graduated to uh potty training. Um now the one thing that I did have that I can give a praise report for, you guys didn't have to go through this trauma, but we finally have gotten uh we finally got Logan off of the pacifier. Hey, um, hey clap it up, clap it up. We had to we had to take a very drastic step, um, which added to my week and a half of hell. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Can we can we can we guess? Okay. I'm gonna just throw something absurd out there. You put hot sauce on my man pacifier and then gave it to him. So we tried that. Unfortunately, oh, my snap son, for real. My son is like his father and loves spicy food, and he just puckered his lips for a second and just said, "Put some like, hot sauce on my burrito, yeah, baby." Just, that that was all he had for it. So we had to take it to an extreme measure. So literally, we just cut the pacifier in half. So oh, my man, oh, my man, we in cut, his face. So we did do it in his face, but we cut all of the pacifiers that was left. First of all, we've been dwindling down the amount, yeah. so we only got down okay. like three. Right. So then we just took all three. We cut the plastic part in half. And every time he would like ask for his passport, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. Give it to him. And he just kept on looking at it like. Something what, what the fuck is this? This, this ain't <laughs> it. Like, what, what, are, are we poor, daddy? Like, what, what, are we poor? Can we not pay the bills? What is going on around here? And, you know, after a while of him like looking at it and realizing that it's just not going to work anymore. I, like I'll send him to bed now, and I'll be like, "You want your passport?" He'd be like, "Nigga, get that out my face!" Like I don't want this. Wow, like, smart. So, you know, any parents who are listening, if you gotta get extreme, now I'm not gonna hold you. The sleeping schedule is all the way off. Mm. He like mm. is uh, waking up earlier, I guess, because in the middle of the night where that pacifier would be pacifying him, it's not there anymore. Yeah. So you know, he's a little cranky, but hopefully on the other side, we should be out of it. Hopefully, Damn. and then my son can start taking bowel movements like an adult hopefully Damn. I still think that was really smart I wish I'd have thought of that I just went cold turkey and took it away yeah see that's that I, I'm not, I wasn't strong enough see but you like we said you are the most tenured in this room so you know you know what that gives me Pesa gives me um and I just seen one of these videos like two days ago so that's why it's so top of mind but like fast forward to when your kid is like 11 or 12 and they acting stupid and cool school and you come home and give them the George Jefferson haircut oh yeah like I'm I, waiting for it. Yo, those are the funniest Instagram videos on the planet you, I, when I asked like yo did you cut the password in front of my man's face I was envisioning Ooh. the video where they like give my man the George oh. Jefferson and, and send him back to school in the barbershop I'm not oh. on, I, I think it's because it's on Hulu now so I watch a lot of my wife and kids and I watch Kyle do a lot of the things mm-hmm. on that show that I just hope that someday I'll have the pleasure of doing like letting my daughter think that she's going to sneak out and then see me at the party like I you know or like my son trying to do something stupid and like I get to smack him on the back of the head like I aspire for these things hopefully DHS if you're not listening we don't need you to start listening edit out that last part but yeah that's the joys of parenthood if you're catching on to what we're saying so far (laughs) yeah that's smart though again the pacifier experience for me was horrible I just said like Xander had it, scream, cry. And I, I said I wanted to get rid of it by like two. And yeah, no, no more. But my wonderful fiance helped me get rid of it with him. And uh, thank God he just in a week, he was just like uh, out of sight, out of mind. So 
Yeah, I had, there's gifts and there's pluses and minuses to all of it. I didn't, we didn't. Jace had a pacifier for like a couple months, and but the reason why my man banged with a pacifier is because he nursed for like like eighteen months or something like that. So he was like, "The hell with this pacifier, give me the real thing." Yeah. So yeah, you know I mean, all the yeah. time he was just like, "Give me the nipple." Yeah, he like diamond straight from Sierra Leone. He like, man, I don't want this. What this <laughs> cubic zirconium? <laughs> what? Get out of here. Bro, the diamond mine right there. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a little different. I'd rather give you the pacifier when we walking down the street than you trying to, I mean, reach for the boob. Like, yeah. You know. As soon as you can start saying nipple, my yeah. guy, your time is up. Like, what are you talking about? That's fair. That's 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 very fair. Someone, I've seen something similar to that where they said, you know he's too old when he can just pluck it like one of the door stops. Like, you know what? They say, yeah, your son, you, you know, your, your kid might be too old when they just over there doing. You know what yeah. it reminds me of? That movie Grown Ups. Like, yeah, yep. how old is he? He's 48 months. <laughs> That's four. Fair. 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 Uh, That's funny. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about um, Christmas time, right? The holiday just passed. Uh, and CJ, I think this was your idea. Yes. Uh, for a topic, so go ahead and intro that, and then let's let's get into it. So, um, like all parents, we want our kids to have a wonderful Christmas. So we like to have a bunch of presents under the tree, and um, reality sets in, and your bank account sets in when mm. you have your kids, and you got your lady, and mm. you got other family you want to buy presents for. But something I believe a lot of parents excuse me, a lot of fathers suffer from, again, we're the providers for our family. Um, we have to, we want to just be able to give our kids the best Christmas ever. And a lot of times we feel pressured to buy a lot of gifts. And we feel like, I don't want to say like we show our love that way, but mm. we show our love by saying, guess what? If I give you a lot of presents, I'm on a great day. It, it gives us a sense of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and personally, I suffer from this. My fiance helped me with this with my oldest son, but I had a problem where I felt as though I needed to give my kids a lot of gifts in order to feel like I was a good father. Mm. And a lot of times, like, with these children, you feel as though, hey, my kid's two years old, so I got to put, like, a bunch of presents Mm -hmm. under the tree. And then you look up a day after Christmas, and they're playing with one. Talk or the, about or it. Or the box. Talk about it. And it's like, it. no, 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 no. Use it this way. And they're like, no, the box is amazing. Like, I want to I want to put the box <laughs> on my head. And that's that's the present. And it's like, no, 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 no. I just spent no. $600 on all these gifts for you to play with them. And here's these electronics. And I wanted to talk to y'all a little bit about, like I said, the pressure of feeling like you have to buy a bunch of gifts. And again, like I said, it's something that I suffered from for a while, so... I would, I, uh, Corey, I am right along with you. Um, I, I fall victim to that too, where it's like, you know, you want to buy your, your child, all the gifts in the world. You want to make sure they are dressed the best. Yeah. You want to make sure mm-hmm. that, because we always just kind of look back and not saying any of us had a terrible, horrible, like childhood or anything like that, but we always want to do more than what, you know, obviously we think that, you know, your parents did for you. Obviously yeah. that's supposed to be. Yep. The way, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be regardless. So, mm-hmm. you know, we think about it and we think back of, all right, maybe I got, you know, three Christmas gifts. But, you know, back then, you know, mom and dads were struggling. I'm a little bit well off than them. So, you know, I can do this and that. And I think that for me personally, like 
Uh, I had that real conversation this year as well uh, with my girlfriend about just saying like, we got to really, because I, I looked around the house and I said, yo, this is a lot of toys in this mm-hmm. house. Like, right. And I know one thing as a parent that a lot of times we don't do is we don't throw toys out. They just keep on cluttering up and building up and you got a toy chest over here and then that toy chest is too full. So you go buy another toy chest or like you're moving this toy. So it's just a constant state of just like mess and toys and stuff. And I just like told myself, I was like, we have to stop that. And the first thing was, is starting to recycle out all the old mm-hmm. stuff that's just sitting around and then really starting to look into getting toys for the child that we think would obviously kids are so up and down. You don't know what's going to benefit them, what they're going like, not going to like, but um, we actually came up with an idea. Um, it, not for you guys. Sorry. Uh, Cause my girlfriend came up with the idea. So we're going to test run it next year and see how it happens. But like doing like a toy exchange. So for example, imagine all of us, you know, I got Logan, mm. a T-Rex head, uh, Ishmael, you got uh, Jace, you know, um, some Legos and Corey, you got, you know, Xander, some uh, building blocks. Uh-huh. Xander doesn't like the building blocks, but I can trade you off this mm-hmm. this head, you know, this T-Rex Ooh. head or whatever that Logan could care nothing about. Because a lot of times we figure like we can't return it because the child's done already broken, mm-hmm. opened it, done uh-huh. whatever. And now that's another toy that kind of sits in the room. So just trying to do stuff like that to kind of break it up. But yeah, I'm I'm right along with you, and I can't even truthfully say that I'm going to go next year and go. All right, I'm not going to buy as many toys because realistically, I'm not. Yeah, I, Corey, when you um sent the topic in the chat, I was like, damn, that's a, a really good join. Um, and now that we're sitting here having having the discussion, it makes me kind of think like, damn, I feel like this is kind of how I am with everything in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think my, def- my de facto is like physical gifts, right? Like, like you said, like it was Christmas time. I want to show my son. I love him by getting him this, this, and this, and this, and this, right. Or yo, it's, you know, uh, my wife's or my girl's birthday and I'm going to get her gifts, mm-hmm. this and this and this, because that's how I, you know, like I show my love or whatever. And like y'all said, like, yo, it could be a million different things. Half the time it's, they don't care nothing about nope. those gifts. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Jace is three, but I remember last year, like, my man literally didn't open all of his gifts on Christmas <laughs> because he would open one thing and then be playing with it for, like, however long, like, half the day. Yep. And it's like, yo, did did we re- did he really need 15 toys or could he have been straight with one toy? Yeah. But I don't, it's, it's weird. I don't know necessarily where that comes from, CJ, like, why that's immediately we feel like that's what we need to do or that's what we're supposed to do. And. Peso, I love that idea of like, I, and I think what you're saying there too is like also teach the kids like, yo, it's really more so about you giving, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, be grateful for the gifts that you have. And I don't right. want to hear like, I don't want that or I don't want to play with that. Be grateful for it. And then if you decide that you want to trade it or you decide that you want to give it to somebody else, like cool to help teach them a valuable lesson because yeah, these kids be yeah. not necessarily appreciative. Yeah, no. And I think um, just going along with that too, just like in the spirit of like getting the kids a lot of gifts. Um, (laughs) I I seen something where someone was like, yeah, y'all buying all these Christmas gifts. Y'all better than me. We don't start celebrating Christmas until around five, six years old. I said, I'm not even really like, it was a joke, but I was like, you get it. I'm 
not even really mad at you for that because right now, if you ask me, what'd you get for your second birthday? What'd you get for your second Christmas? What'd you get for your third birthday? You know, all I have this no stuff. Idea. I have no idea. None. I'm very certain I don't have those toys anymore. So if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's not even like a horrible parenting type thing. It's realistically, you know, we're, we're getting it for that joy on their face, like you said. But it's a needle in a haystack, as we all just said, because if I get you 15 gifts, I can tell you 15 of those gifts are not going to probably put a smile on my son's face. Yeah. There might be one, two, three, maybe a fourth one gets found out about like a month, two months later. Like, oh, that's what this does. But I think we're like chasing a high that we'll never really get. And to be completely honest, Christmas, birthdays. They're really for the parents more than the kids. If you really of think course. about it. Mm. And you know, it's funny. Let me get deep on y'all, right? Pause. The one thing I suffered from was like regret. Like when I bought my kids gifts. So I'll give you a story way back when we talked about sneakers in our first podcast. I don't know if y'all remember, I had some defining moment sixes. They were mm-hmm. my like mm-hmm. crown jewel sneaker. Mm-hmm. Like they came in a double pack. It was the yeah. first, I think, double pack sneaker that Jordan came out with. Yeah. It was a Christmas with AJ. This is way before Xander was born. Um, me and Tana had first started dating. And I didn't have that much money for Christmas. So I said, yo, I need to make some money. I need to make some money. Facebook Marketplace had just started, like, blowing up. So I said, you know what? I love my son. I'm going to sell my Defining Moment 6s to get him some gifts. And I put them originally out for, like, $400. Nobody came back. I said, all right, cool. Put them out for $300. Nobody came back. I finally put them out. I, no, I got an offer. Somebody was like, yo, I'll give you $200 for him. And I remember thinking to myself, like, dog, he's just, he just undercut me so much. <laughs> but guess what? It's four days before Christmas. I need some money. And I sold them for 200 bones. I never forget. I was so sad. And I remember spending the money on some, like, toys for AJ at the time. And I never forget AJ didn't play with none of them. <laughs> And I remember looking at like looking at him like like frozen like you're not playing with my defining moment sixes like this isn't a sneaker I can just get back or it's gonna be I get it just got re released recently but this is over well over six years ago like six seven years ago and I'm like yo. Yo. Dog, did I just sell my defining moment sixes? That would have been a defining moment. And, and, and here's the thing, yo. Like, and this is some real rap. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you for like a quick. Like, two, three weeks. Like, I resented my son. <laughs> like, dog, do you know what I just went through? Like, you know what I just gave up for you? And again, he's all but, like, three and a half. And it's like, like, dog, I don't give but a fuck there, about that. But there it is. We were just talking about how these these times, Christmas, birthdays, all these things are for the parents. And now that you look at it, like you said, that was your, at your time, your first son. And that helped shape you in the mindset of how you were going to raise the rest of your children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do look at it and we still look at it and say, you know what? It sucks because like you said, I would have loved to keep my defining (sighs) moments because they were a hell of a sneaker. But you look back at it now and you say, that's what makes, and I talked about this on the first uh, episode, what makes us us and what makes deadbeats deadbeats because somebody else on the same flip of the coin is looking like, that nigga be all right. Like, mm, all right. You know, Christmas, man, we Muslim, man. He ain't got to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, they ain't worried about that. But that defined you and allowed for you to provide for your son, even if it was a $200 gift, like you said, as opposed exactly. to the 
$400 you think that it was deserved for, but that was allowed to give you something where you're looking back now and you're saying, you know what? Either one, I see my level of sacrifice that I've done for my child, or the flip side is, no, baby, we got to be rich for the rest of our lives. And I ain't giving up no more defining exactly. See, here we go. Fast forward now, right? Xander's born. I, re- I vaguely remember Xander's first Christmas when we got him, but I know we didn't get him a lot of gifts because Tana had talked to me about it back when with AJ. Like, yo, dog, like you just, mm-hmm. you didn't got the bread. Like, it's as simple as that. And last year, I never forget, it was the first year, like, I consciously said, like, I'm not buying a lot of gifts. Mm. And I bought Xander three gifts last year. Three. Only three. I bought him a slot. I bought him a Fisher-Price basket part, homage to all black men. <laughs> and I bought him this baseball thing where you, like, just put a little baseball mm-hmm. on top of the tee, and then you just hit the bat. And to this day, he's only played with the slide and the basketball court. He's never even touched the baseball thing. See? Yeah. And I remember telling myself, like, yo, dog, you only got your kid three gifts. And it was like, but guess what? He's fine. Right. Yeah. Like, you should see him on this slide. Like, I sent y'all stuff in the dad chat. Mm-hmm. And my man playing basketball, and it's like, yo, dad, this is the greatest gift ever. Thank you. And I remember saying to myself, like, I didn't have to break the bank right. to get him these gifts. And then, like, AJ might have got some sneakers last year and kind of probably got some sneaks. Or I'll like pick a up Ed Parker. And they were cool. And it's like, yo, you don't need to kill yourself. <laughs> And prove to your kids that you love them by getting them these gifts. Like, Parker, my six-month-old, um, we got him a couple of gifts this year that he could just chew on. And I believe those gifts maybe came to about $30, maybe. And again, he was fine. Like, we didn't need to get him and break the bank in order to do that. And I mean, like, you got to be honest with yourself sometimes. Like, you only have a certain amount of money. Like, you think about Honestly, Christmas is on the 25th, right? You got rent due. You got bills due at the end of the month. I mean, you can only spend a certain amount of money, and you got to be honest with yourself. So I told myself, like, guess what? This year we went a little hand with Xander because he can open a lot of gifts. We yeah. got him a bunch of Paw Patrol stuff. Um, AJ ended up getting, like, sneakers and some clothes. Same thing with Connor, and they were fine. And, I mean, like I said, as a dad, it's— it's a shot to your pride a little bit because you want to buy your kids the world. But again, you also want to do that while also teaching them to appreciate what they got. Um, especially my oldest, my two oldest, I got to teach them like, guess what? Like they have everything. They have iPhones, they have Xboxes, they have yeah. laptops. And I mean, again, you, you find yourself trying to tell yourself like, guess what? I can't afford this or I want to not break the bank. And it's, to be honest, all my fathers out there listening, it's okay. Well, and I think the thing too, the important thing too, CJ, is like, you just said it. You, f- kids, first of all, are always going to want things, right? Kids want everything. It's, it's the nature of the game. I mean, even as adults, there's things that we want. But the, the point that I'm making is, is like, there's always going to be more. There's always going to be something that a kid wants, even though that they don't need it, right? So even if you did have an endless supply of money where you could buy your kids all of the things that they want or that you want, there's always going to be more, right? So you get them everything, you bless them super crazy for Christmas, and then they're going to turn around and there's going to be something else more that they want. Mm. And I think the important thing that, you know, it sounds like you had, CJ, and I think that we all have either had or are having is a realization that it's like, you know, the important thing here is actually teaching my kid a lesson that in life, it's about, like you just said, appreciating what you have Mm. So that you can be a blessing or do things for other people because there's always, always, always going to be more things that you're yearning for, that you're desiring for. And unfortunately, you're not like 
it's just just not realistic in life. And I think yeah. far too many people, myself included, even to this day, like get in the mindset of like, yo, I want to show my kid that I love them. So I want to get them all of the things that they want, as opposed to like you just said, like the fact that you give them all of your time, you give them your energy, you give them your attention when there's so many people out here that unfortunately aren't doing those things. And as time goes on and maybe not probably won't be next year or five years from now for us or our kids might be 20 years or 20, about five years from now, they'll come to realize and appreciate like, damn, my dad really, he gave me the most important thing, which was time as opposed to all of the things that I thought that I wanted that I was going to forget about a day later or a year later. You know what I mean? uh, While you were just saying that, you know, the one thing I wish my dad gave me that, you know, I, I would definitely remember to this day would be a chance to go to the NBA. <laughs> um, this is my first unofficial uh, corny transition of... Uh, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Which brings us to our next topic of I had... <laughs> Uh, mentioned to the gentleman, I said, it's really dope when you're watching sports. Like all of us here, um, you know, on the podcast, as well as our friend group, uh, we're blessed enough to be like really into sports, right? I'm not saying like that's a defining character of like a man or anything, but you know, it's it's a nice bonus, <laughs> but whatever. Um, it is. So, you know, we all watch sports and something that's coming up or something that you're watching right now, which is really crazy currently in the NBA, that MVP conversation is around a lot of players who are well, you know, deserve it. And there's one in particular who's still in contention for an MVP vote and has been in the league for Eighteen years. Seventeen. Yes. Is it seventeen? No, it's eighteen. Eighteen. 18. 18. Right. Eighteen years, and that's LeBron James, right? And you know that in itself is crazy. But the reason why we were saying it was coming up to another interesting part of his NBA career is, is he potentially has the ability to play with his son in the NBA. Now this has been uh, done before. I'm certain probably with the berries or maybe not I don't think so like what, Rick it, Barry I, and I, John Barry and yeah I feel, Brett Barry I don't yeah, think they no. played together okay, maybe, okay maybe they didn't play together so I, we would have to do the research on it but I will say this is probably the most notable father son duo that will probably play together and the conversation starts to begin of how dope would that be for you to be in the NBA like LeBron and you're, I mean, obviously he wants to win a championship, but you know, when Bron was asked recently about like what really drives him, that was one of the things that he brought up is the potential to play with Bron. And I, yeah. I, I just thought that was dope. And I, I wanted to kind of get y'all input on that or what you would think about potentially having the ability to play, you know, in the NBA, NFL, Hold on, our, MLB. Our resident so, statistician. Segway. Well, yes. quick thing. It's never been done in the NBA, okay. but in MLB, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, and Ken Griffey one. Sr. Yep. Played, played together for the Mariners in 1990, but it's yep. never been done in the NBA. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, yo, did y'all see, I don't know, I, I don't know, on my 
Instagram or something like that, but I seen clips. I guess there was a recent interview with uh, LeBron and Savannah. That's his I did see name, that, right? yeah. Where they asked, and I think the question went to Savannah first, where it was just like, "What is it that you want out of life for Bronny or something like that?" Um, and she was just like, "You know, I just want him. I want him to be happy, right? Like I want him, whatever he decides to do, whether it be basketball or something else, I want him to be happy." And then the, the at least the version that I saw, like it wasn't distinct. You couldn't hear the question or you didn't see LeBron on camera. But I just heard LeBron be like, yo, I ain't even going front. Like <laughs> I want boy to play in the I NBA. Wanna, I want to play with him in the, in the league. Yeah. And it's like I I can't even wrap my head around how crazy that would be. Like, like right now, currently, he's playing with former teammates of or people who were in the same uh, 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 school or um, right now in the NBA, right? So you're starting to see a transition where literally Bronny's friends yeah, yeah. are playing with LeBron. The bull right? from the Grizzlies. Right. Exactly. I, don't, I don't remember his name, right. but yep. Is literally playing with LeBron right now. And to think that, and you know, we it, it's the running joke all the time of, of you know, La, La GM, you know, LeBron is the yeah, GM. Yeah. And there's not a thought in anyone's mind that if Bronny gets to that point where he's able to be drafted, I don't care if the Lakers, if that's the team that he's going to, you know, retire on, the Lakers are getting Bronny. Like, there's, I, I don't care if they had to give up Russell Westbrook, yeah. uh, right. uh, Carmelo, right. uh, you know. Genie Bus. Genie yeah. Bus, break down the Magic Center, you know, the movie theater, everything. Everything's going. Because Bronny is going break to down there. the movie yeah, theater. Yeah, like every, everything. Everything is going there. South Staples Center. Yeah, so, oh yeah. The crypto, the, 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 the C-Center, the crypto <laughs> Center. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's done. But like, just to think how dope that would be to be the, like all the milestones that LeBron has passed, how many things that he's done yeah. that no other player has done. I personally would think that that would be the craziest one because, you know, growing up a, a little black boy who always watched basketball, I could never even imagine me being on national television suiting up with my dad. And my yeah. dad's already the best player, arguably, in the world. And then now I'm playing with him. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm my dad's, like, co-worker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's another thing that's dope. Like, you think about it, there's players in the NBA playing that looked up to LeBron. Mm. Like, I remember they talked about Lonzo a few years back. Like, he felt betrayed because he watched LeBron, looked up to LeBron, LeBron got him traded. And then you think about your son playing in the back of the house on the court. Y'all going at it. Like, I, I love the video with um, D. Wade yeah. and his son. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dog, you're not going to beat me. Like, you got to work harder. And for that to be on an NBA court, is that's definitely special. That's special. So, and not for us to go down this whole rabbit hole of, like, comparing, you know, LeBron to Kobe and MJ and all that, but do you think that, the, that like, obviously LeBron is, I'm not going to say obviously, but as of right now, it doesn't look like he's going to get to six, right? He's not going to get to six rings. But he has all of the major stats and is going to finish with all of the major stats above, you know, both MJ and and um, Kobe when it comes to, like, assists and points mm -hmm. and rebounds mm -hmm. and all of those kind of things. Do you think that that, him playing with Bronny, like, is going to, does it have any influence, I guess, over when you think about, like, his legacy and him being the greatest? I would, like I 
personally for me, like, because I already know what's going to happen. And I can see, you know, we always talk about that iconic D Wade and LeBron poster, right? It doesn't even have to be to that magnitude, but there is going to be a point in time where LeBron is throwing Bronny a oop or like LeBron right. is going to give him an assist or, you know, something where it's going to be that the words under it where it's like passing the torch. Can you, you imagine know, in yeah. an all-star game? Right. Like, that would be a, probably a couple years right. in, but like. But like something to that effect, that's going to be the marquee image for the NBA for a very long time. Yeah. And. I think that, and this is coming from somebody, I think as far as in this room right now, CJ was probably the first on the bandwagon of LeBron. Oh, yeah, I'm a super LeBron fan, unapologetic. I I will tell you that me personally, I was was the Dwayne Wade fan. Um, Ishmael was definitely heavy mellow. Definitely. So, you know, just to give the different perspectives. Hold on, time out, time out, time out, time out. Mellow, Ishmael is a super fan. But I'm not going to play my man and act like he's not the largest in Philadelphia AI fan. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. AI is a guy to us in Philly, but to Ismail, I mean, we almost got into a super fight at the Sixers game. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so like, now I feel AI. like I got to tell this story so, super quick, right? <laughs> what happened was we <laughs> went to, this is when AI was on the Nuggets, right? They traded my man to the Nuggets. And I think it was AI's first game back in Philly. And we was in Westchester. We're like, yo, we're going to this game. I think I was probably like, yo, we're going to this game. And we went. And we went to the game, and niggas had the nerve to boo AI. (laughs) And I'm like, and mind you, let's think about this critically for a second. Who the Sixers were at that point as a team. Iggy was our best player. So the fact that people showed up to the game because nobody was going to a Sixers game ever. You know. So people only came to the game to see AI, and the fact that they was booing him, I was in there cussing niggas out, ready to fight. And yeah, both my niggas was like, "Yo, you're drawing. You really about to have us in here fighting over AI?" But yes, like, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. With Come that. on, no, I, I definitely concur. But no, I think it, <laughs> I think it would be dope, um, you know, for LeBron and Bronny to do that. But you know, I guess we're just gonna have to see how that kind of shakes out. Yeah. Well, I- it's crazy because for what like they've been talking about this for how long now, right? Like probably five the past since four he went five to the years. Lakers. Yeah, they've yeah. been talking about this, and now it's really like yo, this is I don't even think it's like a likely reality at this point. I think it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, I think it's a lot, which yeah. is it's crazy. And then y'all mentioned earlier too, uh, D Wade and Zaire, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's crazy to me that Zaire is he got drafted by the. Uh, Utah, their G League yeah. team, yep. and to see the success that he's having, and to see when uh, D Wade like posts about Zaire and just like his work ethic, and seeing him put that work in. But that's even like we we never really see sometimes nepotism in for us, mm. right? Mm. Like when we mm. hear about her, when we see things like that, it's usually not to our benefit, right? So the fact that you see, we talk about, you know, LeBron actually still playing, but even to see Dwayne Wade as a minority owner yeah. and yes, of the judge, being yeah. able to be like, yo, y'all signing my son, yo. Yeah. Like, that's that's non-negotiable. Y'all want me to, yo, yeah, he going he gonna to be on the affiliate team. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, work that out. Like, no question about it. That's we, definitely you dope. Knew what happened. And I, I, for real, for real, that's goals. Like, yeah. I want to be able to put, be in a position where I can... Assured that whatever Jace need, you know what I mean? Like, I can help 
afforded right. for him. Right. It's because you got that that you at this age when you know we're just regular regular life people right now. But you know when you get to a point where you have money or you are uh, at a point where you can afford these types of lifestyles for your children, you've given them the foundation where it's like, all right, you kind of know the value of a dollar, yo. Like we've made it to that point. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that is kind of dope though. And I think that's a big piece of it too. Is like obviously like yo, I'm gonna and I want to do everything to put my youngin on. But the beautiful thing is like, as long as you're doing the work. Right. right, and like to see D Wade be able to see, clearly Zaire, like he got it, yeah. right? Like he he got, got game, he got game. So like, yo, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure that you're straight as long as you're holding up your end of the bargain, which right. is you waking up every single day and you're pursuing excellence. And it's dope that like you know it's funny too, even going back to Brian and Bronny, like a year or two ago, I think it was Brian last year, Bronny's sophomore season, like. He struggled. And I know mm-hmm. he dealt with injury and things like that. He struggled. But there was people talking like, eh, is Bronny going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now, in his junior year, like... Yeah, he's taking off. He whooping. He putting the work yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is definitely dope to see. And I think, um, you know, uh, to go back to your question of, like, I think that when you look at the king's crown um, of, you know, the different jewels that he'll be able to afford to put in there, I think if that's not the biggest jewel, I think that is going to be one of them that he can say, like, I played with my son. Yeah. Like, that is, you know, probably more, you know, bringing a championship to Cleveland and playing with my son is probably neck and neck. Yeah. I mean, and you think about this, too, like, he's kind of like shying away from it to the point where it's like, oh, I don't really don't care about playing with my son, but he's going to be the all-time points leader mm-hmm. and play with your son. Like, and be the first, we saw that father-son duo to yeah. play in the NBA, and that's an accolade, like you said, is um, something he's going to appreciate. And I, I think what y'all are talking about, too, is like, and I I think us having this conversation is helping me see even how doper it is. It's not a word. I don't mm-hmm. know if doper is or isn't. It's a word today. How how doper it is, is like that's some personal legacy type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think LeBron has made it clear for a minute, and I would argue vehemently against him, but LeBron feels NBA legacy-wise like, yo, my 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 accolades speak for themselves, right? Like my resume speaks for itself. I won these chips. I brought the draw to Cleveland. I went to LA. I did it again. I did that. I'm going to end up all-time points, all-time assists, this, that, and the third. I'm the greatest of all time. It's MJ. I'm LeBron. You're you're doing drugs. But from like a personal type of legacy drawing, right? Like, yo, when basketball is all said and done and when LeBron and, and Bronny Jr. are 50 and 80 years old and they both out the league, they're going to be able to sit back around the dinner table and reflect like, yo, nigga, remember we was in the league together? Like, what? Uh, I think it's going to be like, like you said, it's going to be iconic because once LeBron, once that happens and then subsequently when LeBron has to retire, hopefully, you know, Bronny has a a good career and it can span further, but just think about how much more that adds to LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, so when you look at it, even when LeBron's out the league, Bron is still in the league. Like, you know what I mean? Like Bronny is still in the league. So, you know, that adds another level to it because like you said, for good, bad, or in between, from that point on, even when LeBron retires, his legacy, like we were just talking about, it still continues. And 
when you see a uh, James Jersey and, you know, if Bronny stays, you know, with the Lakers, ultimately, you know, I'm thinking that's where he's going to have to go because LeBron's not going to leave. But that's still a James Jersey being put on. And then don't let him like take over the six or the 23 yeah. or, you know, then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is this is golden. Like, this yeah. is it. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be dope. That's going to be dope. Um, but I think at this point it's time to wrap episode two. Yeah. Uh, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, my guys, CJ and Peso, always, as always, I appreciate y'all uh, just for this dialogue and this discussion. Uh, Corey, you signed us out last time. I don't know if you remember what the uh, the going away was, but <laughs> <laughs> take us home. All right, y'all. Well, that was the podcast without a name. Um, y'all been real. Thanks for rocking with us. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. We'll get at y'all. Peace. <laughs> That's the PG version. <laughs>